0: Hey, welcome to Questions for Lennon, the advice podcast where we answer questions emailed in from our listeners. I'm your host, European rock and roll guitarist, John Lennon. Now, we got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to answer some questions. We're going to talk to a lot. A, 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 you know, he's a he's a social media influencer and podcaster, but I he's more of a life coach and sort of a, a lifestyle guru. I'm going to ask him about that and what how he divines himself, because... You got to sort of have a a certain way to define yourself, Uh, and he's going to hopefully do that today. Uh, Before we start here, I just want to say what's sort of going on in my life. Uh, I realized that the Zoom Zoom puzzle-making class that I'm taking is a complete waste of time. Uh, I sort of it was advised to me to take it. It's the ultimate quarantining We're zooming. We're learning how to make puzzles. Uh, it cost me four hundred dollars to get into. And you basically you go on each week and you cut up pictures that you have laying around the house. You take your pictures off the wall and you cut them up into, you know, interesting shapes and then you put them together like puzzles. Uh, I'm one of three people in the class I'm usually the only one who shows up. I think the other people have, have decided not to show up anymore. But it's, uh, it's called Zoom Puzzle Making. It's uh, very simple. If you ever come across it, don't ever do it. It is not fun. It's a big waste of time and money. Okay, so let's get to the, sh- the show here. I want to introduce my guest. Great guy. Please welcome social media influencer and podcaster, Lil Mookie B.
1: Hello, Sir Lennon. Thank you so much for having me upon your podcast. It's such an honor of me to be here.
0: It's an honor for for me to have you. And also, Sir Lennon, I appreciate that very much. You don't know how many times I've, I've, uh, you know, written to the Queen to say, can I come over there? You just tap me on the shoulder with your sword and I'll be a a knight, a sir, a lord, whatever you want to name me. But I just want to sort of have that gratification. So that uh, verification Uh, never did it. They won't respond to me.
1: And, and that's okay. You know, one thing that I have learned, of course, in all the work that I've done upon myself is that, you know, if you feel as though you are a knight, as though you are a king, you know, I often feel as though I am a king and I often call myself a king, then you that's, are a king. You are a knight. If, if you feel of that, it is not determined by anyone else to give you that label. You are who you set yourself to be
0: yeah you know yes yes that's right yes king yes king queen whatever yes yes
1: and 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 of course you know yes queen you know that yes is not just you know for for queens of course
0: sure yes yes to say yes to the dress have you seen that show on uh bravo tlc no bravo i get a package a, a cable package where bravo and tlc are just mashed together
1: Mm. I don't consume of much media anymore. I usually oh, you know, just, um, yeah, listen uh, to my podcast and watch shows that I've been on in the past.
0: Oh, I see. All right. Well, hold on a second before we before we continue here, uh, Mookie, Lil Mookie. Now I got lots of questions to ask you, mm. Lil Mookie B. Questions for Lil Mookie B. <laughs> right. That's right. We got. Uh, do you call yourself just Lil sometime, or just Lil Little B? Or just Mookie. Oh, just B. No,
1: I believe Lil B is a rapper. Um, okay. so I, due to copyright reasons, I cannot call myself that. Um, Smart. Y- Smart. You know, my name is Michael Mookie Blakelock. As fans of me know, you included. Right. Um, you know, I've had the nickname Mookie for a long time since I was uh, up on childhood, mm. and um, you know, Lil Mookie B sort of became my, uh, you know, uh, my, my social media sort of, uh, brand, you know what right. I mean? Such as, such as in much like, you know, um, little Uzi or, you know, the Lopez brothers or things of that, you know, Lil okay. is how you identify me and my success upon social media and media in general.
0: Great. Now I, that, that was a great answer. I asked you a question, you, you answered it. I'm glad that it could be that, you know, cut and dry. Mm. Now, how would you, for those who've never heard you before, all well, those who have, haven't, haven't uh, witnessed you on There's your social There's probably media. not a lot, but. No, I know you're very popular and you're very famous. Uh, so you're, you're getting uh, views and clicks and listens all the time. But, but so the one person out there who's been living under a rock, the, mm-hmm. the one, what is your, wh- what do you do? How do you define yourself? I called you a social media influencer and podcaster. But I also think, you know, you're teaching people how to live their lives, how to mm-hmm. be happy.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, um, I, I don't want to go too far back of you, but you know, I did start as a comedian, um, right upon the scene of comedy. Sure. And did stand, my sort of, stand
0: you know, up, you're doing, uh, yeah. Improvisational
1: sort of Del Close, um, give of us things. a word and
0: we'll make it, we'll entertain you. The exactly. Night, uh, exactly. As, the, as the night, as the night hours turn to
1: dawn, we'll entertain you on just one word. Exactly. Right. I and love it. I, you know, I, I did that for many years and, you know, mm-hmm. did of my poo-poo pee-pee jokes or whatever. And, and then, right. you know, Which
0: things people find, in my you know, life. Those, those can be funny. You you uh, poo-poo them, but I, you know, they can be funny. They can, they, if done well, if done well in the, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: very capable hands of
1: a Farrelly brother, they can be done very well. well. I agree with you that certain people do find that sort of humor to be humorous, but. For many years, I was up there, you know, acting the clown upon the stage and making others laugh and realizing that, you know, behind the scenes of that, behind the scenes of my life, you know, there was great despair in my own life. And, you know, I was even putting that despair upon others that were close to me upon my life. And so what I decided to do upon the insistence of many, many people that I know and love is to begin attending of therapy. And I found a therapist uh, near my apartment that took my insurance. And, you know, the last couple months of going and seeing this person, my, my therapist, Dr. Myra Delaney, it's been really life changing. And I sort of, you know, very shortly after I started going to therapy, maybe about an hour after my first therapy session, I decided I have changed so much for the better that I think that I need to start spreading of this new way of thinking and living. I like to call love and positivity. Good. With the Everyone rest of the world. That. Of course. You
0: know, so that was your calling. You went down to Delaney's house. Now, a uh, uh, fake name, a real name?
1: Dr. Myra Delaney. Oh, and that's it's very real. And it's I wouldn't so say it's her house. Shout
0: out a bit of a plug for Myra Delaney
1: sure and you know she's only in my area and i'm not going to give out her specific information because of course i you know maybe conflict of interest there i don't want any of my fans going and seeing her but because then they
0: wouldn't need to listen to you or they'd be they'd be soaking up all your uh, appointment times
1: well yeah that of course i mean i i of course have a regular you know thursdays at 11 a.m but um a time slot with her and of course you know I think that my podcast can be uh, you know, supplemental and complemental to um people's own therapy. But you know, my whole thing is just that now that I have the gift of therapy, the gift of being better and cured because of therapy. Right. There's no reason why I shouldn't be going out and telling other people that they need to go to therapy and for them to change it and for the whole the world to change. You- sort of. Right. Yes. Great. Yes. So you that's kind in- of
0: are you doing Zoom therapy? Because I can't imagine that could be any any good.
1: Currently, yes. Right now, we are doing. Um, we're on a. Um, here, let me look at my email. Um, sure, uh,
0: you know, take all the time you want. I'm, I'm not going to edit this, so t- I you no, know, t- take your time.
1: I was trying to look for the name of the. Uh, of the no, no, website I, I that um, I, I Dr. Will. Myra Delaney uses. It's not Zoom or, Zoom or FaceTime, but it's something similar to that. Anyways, we do use some video communication.
0: What's with those people when you, when you, everyone in the world is Zoom, using Zoom and then someone's like, well, I, does anyone have a uh, Vuey account? Yes. Uh, uh, go, go I only do Vuey. Vue. Yeah. Well, great. You can talk to one other person on your Vuey account. Have a great time. We'll all be over here on Zoom like normal people.
1: And, of course, one thing we know of human nature is that stubbornness is a part of that, especially in uh, men, of course. And, uh yeah, you know, that's one of the things I am trying to work against, too. I, I, I was a stubborn person, and now I am – you know, when somebody says, hey, let's, let's meet on a go-to meeting instead of a Zoom, I like to just say, you know what? Sure, that's fine. I uh- can – Complain about this to my therapist tomorrow. You're
0: a better man than me. Oh, you so you do tell him you're going to not like it. You're a better man than me because, you know, if someone tells me, let's go to the uh, view me or whatever, I say, okay, I'm not going to do it. And you can lose my phone number as quick as you can. I'm already deleting yours.
1: Wow. Wow. So it yep. sounds like you sort of have some instant resentment there towards that person who's not giving you exactly what you want.
0: Immediate. It's a drop of a hat. If anyone sure. is sort of makes my life a little bit uh, uncomfortable or out mm. of something I don't want to do, you're gone. You're but gone. I do. But Until I do. you apologize and do the
1: thing, you know, get the Zoom, then we're fine. Of course. And I admire of you setting that hard boundary. And saying, you know, if you don't act in accordance to my expectations, then you are gone. You're, you are cut off.
0: You're gone. You're done. You're done, buddy. I love that. I love that. Good. Well, I'm glad we, we've reached agreement there. How are you spending uh, How are you spending your quarantine? How, how has COVID really messed with your life? I mean, besides... The obvious.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to say this as something that would offend or upset anybody, but honestly, um, my life is just flourishing right now. I'm, I'm okay. having a, a great time of quarantine. You know, I'm inside. And you and
0: Jeff Bezos. Mm.
1: <laughs> and I so hope not, to one day be as rich as that man, but
0: this isn't going to be well, you, you, uh, everyone could be, if they wanted to, if they could all just start their own website, they could be all rich. like.
1: Of course. And if they all could just, you know, let go of the fears and things that are holding them back of their dreams, I think that they could achieve that easily and quickly. And I feel that I am already on my road to that road.
0: Good. Great. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you for it. Um, do you, now we met, we met at one of your speaking engagements. Yes, that's right. You, you held something that was over at the Radisson downtown over in L.A. somewhere. I don't get to L.A. much, but when I do, I try to stay at a Radisson. Yes.
1: The, the, uh, the, the Ramada Inn, the basement of the Ramada Inn on Vermont Avenue.
0: Right. Right. We, this was a couple of years ago, and they, uh, <laughs> never mind. We won't go down that uh, road of uh, references no one will understand or care about. <laughs> yeah, right. It was at the basement of a Ramada Inn. On Vermont Avenue. And uh, you were giving a talk just a, a talk about how to what was it, it was, the title of it was be your best being. Yes. And and be happy. Be a best yes. being and be happy. And there was a picture on the poster. There
1: was a picture of a bee. <laughs> That's right. And, um, this was sort of, um, I now this was a couple of years ago. So this was before I had been attending of therapy, but this is, you know, I, I, it's interesting because I look back at those days and realize that that was sort of, I think that's when I was in my stages pre therapy of being of narcissism, being of controlling right. and that, you know, I, wanted to, and and I was sort of masking it as a comedy show, but I really think it was a cry for help for me going down. You were
0: crying a lot. There was a, there was a point where you broke down.
1: I was crying a lot and it was sort of a, it was sort of a one man show slash motivational speech about sort of, you know, I think I was sort of making fun of the people that want to help of people and spread of love and positivity at that point in my life. And I'm so glad that you, Came upon it and saw it, and well, know, we were, we're all confused. About it now
0: in the, it, in the audience, I uh, remember the person I was sitting next to. I nudged him and said, "Hey, is this is this guy? Is this a character? Is this real?" Either way, I'm laughing my ass off.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I think the person that I was a couple years ago, even a couple months ago, was in a way a character. I in I a understand. way, I was wearing of a mask and a costume. Uh uh-huh. um, Now, do and- you find that people do that a lot, or is that just you? Are you saying masquerading as someone who you do not appear to be?
0: Yeah. Do you think everyone does that? Or is that, just, is that just a one-time
1: person thing? I don't know that everyone does that, but I'll tell you who does do that. People who do not attend of therapy. Do you know what I mean? The people right. who are not looking at themselves truly and really upon the mirror of life.
0: You find those people to be uh, terrible, fake people. You have to go to therapy.
1: Right. Yes. And, and, and I will, was admittedly a terrible fake person until I attended a therapy and wow. I felt as though I was walking around and my life sort of was the one man show. Mm-hmm. If you'll, if you'll indulge me of that reference and sort of that metaphor uh-huh. um, that, you know, I was masquerading as somebody who had of their life together and who had of their shit together. And really I was a narcissistic, um, you know, person telling other people how they should live their life and controlling of others. And now that I've started attending therapy, I think the sort of the mask, the veil has been lifted. The costume has been taking off and I am in the real life clothing costume of my own self. And I'm, what I'm doing is is now I'm only controlling people to attend of therapy and to think the way that I think, which is a better way to think in my opinion.
0: Gotcha. Well, you know, you lost me a little bit on the uh, clothing metaphor, but that's, well, I'm, I'm fine not going back to it. I'll, I'll be, that's all I'll right. That's,
1: out. that's sort of a, do, do you attend a therapy, Sir John? I
0: did. I've been, I went once. Uh, do you know, do you happen to know Dr. Uh, Abel
1: Simmons? Wow. Dr. Simmons, very influential in the, uh, you know him? I, I've heard, I've heard of him.
0: <laughs> well, I went to what, uh, I've got an appointment and sat down and said, well, it's because, My friend Ringo said I was just getting too anxious about everything, Mm. you know, uh, I'm anxious about my diet or, you know, on this keto diet. I don't want to eat keto diet. I want to eat ice cream all the time. Mm, No, me too. I'm on keto as well. And he said, fine, do what you want. But, John, you just you seem very tense about everything. And I was tense. I was tense. But so I went to Dr. Abel Simons, uh, Simons and. Simmons, Simmons, inside. he says it both ways, Dr. Mm. Abel. And then finally he just said, just call me Dr. Abel. You're so stressed out about getting it right. And I said, I sat down and I said, I don't think this is going to work. I don't like this. And I, and I, and I don't like you. I said, that, was the first, that was the first word I said to him, is that I don't like him. Well, he said he made it his mission to, for me to like him. And at the, by the end of the first session, we did, a, we did a two and a half hour session. It was supposed to be an hour. We were having such a great time by the end. We left his office. We went out for a drink. We, this was at four in the afternoon. He ended up coming over. We're watching movies all night. We're playing board games and smoking cigars and playing poker. Some of his uh, uh, therapist friends came over. We're all playing poker and smoking. And he said, he looked at me at the end of the night. It was about morning at this time. The sun's coming up. Uh, everyone had left. I said, you know, Dr. Abel. It's been very nice knowing you. He said, John, I don't think I've ever said this to anyone ever before in my life. I don't think any therapist has ever said said this. We're not supposed to say this. He said, John, you're cured. Wow. Cured. All it took was going out with a great guy to to sort of uh, get us all having fun again. And it
1: worked. I feel great. Wow. And that sounds like a tremendous breach of ethics in terms of a therapist, but- you know, sometimes I think we must break expectations of what people think we are supposed to be in order to find what we need to find. And exactly, you found your cure in, um, you know, playing poker with your therapist and his friends. Right,
0: and smoking cigars. <laughs> but he he thought it too. He said, in a way, John, I'm cured too. I said, I didn't even know you were sick. And he said, mm. "Well, I'm not really sick, but I was so caught up in the rules of therapy mm. that I decided you showed me so he treats people all over the town that he goes out with people he he's dating some of his patients he's uh, babysitting wow. some other patients' kids he's he's a whack job, and we
1: all love him I think that's so I think that's so wonderful and so important and to yeah. just and, and to just and, and that you can love anyone regardless of." You know how strange they may be, or how different they may be from your expectation of what they should be. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, or, or the expectation of what society deems a person should be.
0: Right. That's. I'm. I'm hearing this more and more from when I listen to your podcast. Thank no, you. hey, hey, plug the podcast. Why don't we?
1: Oh, thank you. I would love to. Um, not that we I should have really done that on it. top. I'm terrible. That's okay. Um, uh, It's called You Are Worthy with Lil Mookie B. Um, you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, some others. Um,
0: well, anyway, a podcasts, uh, you can get them.
1: Sure, yeah. We're not on Stitcher, and I have a lot of people asking me if we're on Stitcher. We are not of Stitcher, so please stop asking me. We're not of Stitcher, and we just won't be as of this current moment. We are not on Stitcher. But, okay, but
0: uh, if if by the time we recall this and, and this comes out and you are on Stitcher – I'm going to have to go in and stitch this little audio and do some editing and stitch it in there.
1: I promise you won't need to do that. I think um, I I will. I think I will. Whoops. I've hit my microphone. I think I will. I think I will never um, be on stitcher. Um, I mean, maybe one day I'll be on Stitcher, but as of right now, I don't I don't see the need to be on Stitcher.
0: Stitch, so Stitcher we're not free. on Stitcher. Yeah. Stitcher free till
1: 2023. Let's say that. Sure. If at 2023, I'm still not on Stitcher, let's extend it another three years.
0: Okay. Uh, Stitcher no more since uh, 2024.
1: Yeah. yeah. And um, it, it's it's a podcast where upon which we speak of feelings, emotions, and all of things in between of them. It's a way for listeners and people of the general podcast public to listen to me and how much um, therapy has affected my life in a positive mm. way. It's a way for me to spread love and positivity of other people. It's a way for other people to share my podcast and spread of love and positivity themselves. Okay. And it's a way for me to just get people to understand how well I'm doing.
0: Good. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And you got guests on this show.
1: Yes, that's right. I've had uh, many many wonderful guests upon the show many uh people in the field of therapy uh people Good. of social media Great. um you know people that I have know personally and we sort of you know hash it out sort of in a way that is you know interesting for people to listen to of a podcast uh, that might end us up upon a list maybe a vulture or av club or something and that those kinds of things it's just sort of like a, a, it's sort of like a podcaster's Dream. Podcaster's dream. What I was going to say is like, um, you know, a podcast listener's podcast. You know what I mean? It's really for the fans of podcasts. It has everything. And I even think that while I no longer um, think comedy is funny anymore, uh we do have moments of humor in there when we sort of delve into the sort of tragedies of everyday life. You know, of course, I like to say uh, uh, comedy is tragedy plus time equals comedy.
0: So you don't think – you don't think – uh, comedy's funny anyway. You're not going back at all and watching those Family Matters and that Urkel guy doesn't crack you up?
1: Not anymore, no.
0: You're over Urkel. Yes. Okay. Well, all right. And you're happy with that?
1: I'm You're very happy, happy not I've, to have
0: Urkel in your life. But, I've never you
1: know. been happier than the last couple of months being dead serious as a person.
0: Wow. Got any cheese? That stuff? You don't care about it?
1: I don't think I have any cheese, but I could. Oh, check. no.
0: No, Mook, no, oh. don't don't go anywhere. Oh. Uh, that's a line from Urkel you says know, that. I, you want cheese? No, Mook, uh, uh, little Mookie, you come back here oh. right now. That's Sorry. a line Sorry. from Urkel. Urkel says that. You got any cheese? Oh, I see. Oh, yes, uncle. yes. It's the funniest thing he says, and I, that's a joke that I was making. I don't actually want cheese.
1: Yeah, I remember that as sort of a part of childhood nostalgia, which is just sort of something that really um, tugs at my heartstrings and I might make a TikTok about later.
0: But you don't even have to we'll talk about your TikTok in just a moment. You don't have to be a, a, a nostalgia freak to, watch, to enjoy this show. It's great. Any time of day, any season, just I go on random. I pick them on random. Right now, last night, I watched the one with um, when he turned into a robot, <laughs> or he may, he built a robot. I can't remember yeah. if he turned into a robot or he built one, or it was a dream. I don't know, but no. there was a, a robot version of Steve Urkel, and he may have been he may have been funnier than the original. Mm. Very well, funny.
1: I'm uh, I'm I'm very glad that you have something that makes you happy.
0: Good. Thank you. Thank you. I like how you so, sort of sidestep that because I know you don't agree, but you just kind of sidestepped it and shut me up by saying it makes me happy.
1: And and that and that makes me happy to see you happy.
0: Well, that's good. That's a little bit of uh, unprompted advice we give up here at the top of the show before mm. we get into the questions. You know, if somebody's bothering you, you know, pushing you around physically, mm. maybe pushing you down a set of stairs, you say, you know, I'm glad it makes you happy.
1: Yeah, and they'll think-
0: say, oh, this is not what I want. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Exactly. Every time, every single time.
1: Exactly. It's sort of the way we just change the way we think and say things that, you know, make it so that people don't think that we're mad or bad. Mad bad, and we want to be glad. And and we and I and I think we choose to, you know, I could I could get pushed down the stairs I I hope you don't. I hope you don't. I hope I don't either. But if I do, you know, this is sort of the change I've gone through and you will probably be impressed of this. But, you know, it's my choice when I hit the bottom of those stairs to be upset about that. You know what I mean?
0: Interesting. So in the old days, you'd say, hey, stop it. And these days you say, maybe I need to get out of the way.
1: Not necessarily maybe I need to get out of the way, but maybe that person who's doing the best that they can needs to push of someone down the stairs and that's their own problem and that's their own repercussions to sort of, um, you know, absorb. And I will make sure I let them know that part. You're right. (laughs) Oh, I I thought you were going on. That was the end of the sentence.
0: Yeah, But yes, okay. But you sort of look, you're hanging on there and then I'm looking at you on the Zoom here, dead in the eyes. You're done done thought Dun, over dunions. you saying dunions at all i'm I'm sorry you, you say dunions at all like i oh,
1: have dunions oh no i've never said that no <laughs> i sort of like that I, I do have many phrases upon which i do say most of which are from therapy but um uh dunions maybe is one that uh i'll start using i like that try it out it's fun
0: somebody is texting you hey i'm watching a movie well let me know when it's dunions You know that old situation when of course. someone texts you and they want to know when the movie you're watching is finished.
1: Of course. I like to say I'm Audi six thousand. Ah, yes. Good good, good. Well, you know,
0: Mookie, I think uh, I think it's time to get to the, the questions here. Let's help some people out. I would love
1: of this. This is sort of what I live to do. Is this to is help great. others.
0: Alright, well here we go. <clears throat> let me get a let me get a sip of water.
1: Mm, I'll take a sip too of my Starbucks green tea. Ah,
0: that's not bad. Yeah. I, you know, I said water. It's actually sparkling spring water, mm. raspberry lime. A little, a little extra, a little extra something in there. Mm. That would be. I could. I could read ad copy for this. Sprinkling, <laughs> sprinkling spring water. Oh, no, I can't even say it. Never mind sprinkling spring water and, and i encourage the listeners
1: listening of this podcast right now to you know not fault him for this mistake and send of him encouragement in, in no your my tongue got tied as
0: it often does and and well if you're sitting there to you know strangling <laughs> strangling your earbuds uh cord thinking it's my neck
1: <laughs> mm.
0: because of my mistake don't
1: i won't i won't but i you but know, i do I ho- hope you, yeah but i, I but i do don't. hope that you are you know If you want to talk Avaire, if you're thinking of, you know, harming yourself in any way, please. No,
0: not for for flubbing the wood. Mm, Okay. Okay, well, let's get to it. Hi, John and FOJ, parentheses, friend of John. That's you. Mm. I'm very embarrassed to admit this because I have friends who are very sophisticated and cosmopolitan and such. But I don't understand how to visit art museums. What am I supposed to be thinking slash feeling when I look at a painting? Why do we have to be so quiet and serious? Why are there so many gods? I feel bad for those guys slash girls. They have to stand there and walk around a little. Seems like a boring job. Do you like going to art museums? What is your favorite one? I don't get it. Am I missing something here? Thanks in advance, Andrea. Art museums. The, oh. sophist- the, the, the headquarters of sophistication.
1: An art museum. Uh, sh- I, I guess so. You know, if that's your perception it of...
0: It is. It is. Art. Because oh. if you don't like art, or if you don't understand it, you got something, you're, you're not, uh, you're, you're, you're raised in a barn. But I know, <clears throat> sorry, I'm having a tough time here with my throat. <laughs> mm.
1: There's a lot of bubbles mm. in there. Yeah,
0: they go with these bubbles, things shoot right out my nose. Okay. Art, yes, I, I like going to art museums, but I will say this, when I first started out, I didn't understand it either. I didn't. What we're we're walking around in circles quietly. I agree. Why does it have to be so quiet and serious? You can't look at, you know, some of these some of these pictures of of nude men and women as nude statues of you ever seen Michelangelo's David. Of course. Yes. Nude
1: man. Yes. I've done a good yes. In a Google image search. Yes. And
0: I, you know, I will be hard pressed to find anyone who looks at that for the very first time and doesn't laugh, you know, because he's a funny looking guy nude. Why does it have to be so serious and quiet in there? I don't get it. There's funny things going on in there. Mm. I think so. You've yeah. got people who are walking around, All everyone looking serious. Uh, why, why doesn't – how come you can't have music on in there and not, you know, uh, chamber music or something like that? Why can't we play, the, mm. you know, the top 40 hits?
1: That's interesting. I, you know, I don't go to many museums to begin mm. with. And I guess, you know, if I could take a crack at answering of this person's question, you know, I think the pressure that this person's feeling and, you know, this is what I'm hearing of them is that they are feeling pressure to enjoy art museums as much as, you know, people, uh, other people that this person is comparing themselves to. And and I want to tell this person, you know, I want to tell them two things. One is that, um, you know, you don't. I believe it's sort of society's expectation of a sophisticated person to attend of an art museum and have opinions of the art and look upon the art and say, oh, look at the art and this is what I think of the art – but if this person is simply a person who does not enjoy of sophisticated art, then that's just who that person True. is. And I would, I would urge this person to just be of yourself and don't feel like you have to meet society's expectation of you going to an art museum and enjoying yourself. Okay,
0: I, I like that. You got to be yourself. You can't because you can't. Yes. that's what, Andrea, you can't be anyone else.
1: That's right. And, and the other thing I would, Unless, want, um, I would want to we say, all say
0: to be, you know, someone,
1: of course. And of course, if you're, uh, you know, an actor like me, um, sometimes, you know, you get to, um, play a role and sort of be of someone else for just, a, for just a right, day of time right? or a scene. Sure. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, if you've done, you know, improv comedy like me, you know, upon the stage, you can be anybody in one scene from the queen of England to, down to um, a little school child you know what I mean. So it's sort Especially of like, the
0: suggestion. The one word suggestion is Queen of England. That's technically three words, but yes. if you say it fast enough, that would be three words. If you words. say it fast enough, that's a word.
1: Sure. And sometimes you can say, "Can we have a word or phrase?" And I
0: won't get into talking about improv right. too deep. Can we have someone of England? Can we have blank of England? That's how I sure. if, when and I then, used to do improv. Yes. That's what I used to. Do. Can we have? Uh, And sometimes, yeah, sometimes people say pineapple, pineapple of England. And then you say, well, hold on. Can you name me a person of England?
1: I wonder how many people say you.
0: (laughs) Well, that's I make that, too, because if anyone does say me, John, Lennon of England. I say, all right. All right. Well, I'm not going to I can't play myself. This isn't stand up comedy. I want to play the Queen of England. I've got a bit already figured out. I've got a costume I'm going to pop on. So just suggest Queen of England and we can get on with (laughs) the show. Yep. So uh, Andrea's out there. She's, she's in the, the museum. She, you're saying you don't have to follow your friends, but you know, you want to be with your friends. And when your friends go to a museum, you don't want to mm-hmm. be left outside the museum saying, oh, you guys go ahead. It's too sophisticated for me. And then for an hour and a half while they're walking around, you're sitting on the steps outside saying, I wonder what's going on in there. I wonder what inside jokes <laughs> I'm missing or... You know, when we eat dinner later, everyone's going to say, oh, did you like the Renoir? Oh, my God, yes. But I thought the Matisse was better. You're sitting there saying, well, when I was outside, I saw a couple um, pigeons. uh, and And then you say, and then I saw a potato chip bag in the wind. That's not – you're not adding anything to the conversation at that point.
1: Well, here's where I want to disagree with you, and that brings me to my second point I was going to make, is that I think that anything can be art. There is great art out oh, in Oh, that's the world. an interesting you know, thought. If you, sit, if you sit outside of the museum and, say, you see two pigeons eating chips out of a potato chip bag, you know, that's sort of the art of life in that, you know, two living creatures are um, – you know, giving themselves sustenance upon someone else's trash. Uh, what one person perceives of trash right. is another person of they perceive of right. treasure, and of course, nourishment. And I believe that's beautiful. And I believe that if your friends walk outside of the art museum and you want to talk about how you saw two pigeons eating trash, and they don't enjoy that. I think they're the ones who are stupid.
0: Right. They're the ones who have the problem. They don't want to watch you. you right. say, they say, oh, you're watching pigeons eat trash and you like that? And you say, well, you were just looking at paint framed on a wall. Oh, okay. exactly. I'm actually watching life you,
1: happen out here. Yes. I'm watching two living, breathing creatures give themselves um, life right. fuel of the crumbs of potato chips, and and then you think about the potato chip bag. Where did that oh, okay. come from? You know, it started of a factory of of the Lay's uh, potato company.
0: We'll assume it was Lay's in this. Yes, okay, go ahead. Sure,
1: yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Of oh, that's course, interesting. Because, you know, that's sort of the most famous brand. And then you know, a bag of potatoes gets fried up and crisped and put into a bag and shipped off to a store. And of all the of all the of all the chips on the shelf of the grocery store, this person who's, you know, who knows who this person is. Maybe this person has of a complex life. Maybe this person is a scientist. Maybe this person is just, you know, a housewife trying to make a – make of the best of every day of their life with their children and their husband. And they pick up the bag and they scan it, of course, through the scanner and they take it home and they feed of their children upon it. And they go, Oh, you know what? It's just crumbs. I'm going to crumble it up and throw it out the window. And then of course the great wind picks up the The bag, carries it across the town in front of the art museum. While two pigeons who may have migrated from the, you know, the uh, electric wires of New York city, of Brooklyn, perhaps, um, came all the way in front of your art museum and and went, you know, I'm hungry.
0: And I, have, and I don't and, eat chips
1: very often. Yes. And they left enough crumbs at the bottom of the bag that we could actually have a great, great meal, a meal the likes of which we have never seen before. And you're telling me that is less interesting than the Mona right. Lisa? That we've all know. seen
0: a thousand times. This is a this is a fresh what, what, story on this new bag. And, and look, your friends are probably going to say uh, that doesn't sound very interesting to me. Then you say, well, guess who actually bought the bag at the very beginning? It was
1: LeBron James. <laughs> exactly. You have no idea. And what is the story? Listen to the great tale we mm. just weaved of just a, of, of two pigeons eating trash out of a right. potato. That, can't, you can't do what you can't the, make what, stories
0: what, like that up about any painting.
1: Exactly. The Mona Lisa, the story is um, some lady sat down and barely smiled. Like, what even right, is right. that? Yeah, I know. It's boring. And
0: you have to be uh, – you have to call it right now. You have to be either on either side of this debate. You were either – you like the mm. chips bag and the, the pigeon thing or you like the – you can't yeah. have it both ways. You have to pick right now.
1: I, and I – Yeah. And I wonder, I don't know if you do this upon your podcast, but can we urge the listeners to, you know, sort of sound off on Twitter, sound off of the comments and say, what is more artistic to you? Pigeons eating trash or the Mona Lisa?
0: And uh, right now I'm going to say, I'm going to say that pigeon the way you told it. I like that pigeon. I used to be a museum guy. I like to go in there and look at all the paintings. I felt so,
1: I feel so Mm -hmm. dumb admitting that now. And that's okay, and that's the first step in sort of change, right. which is hard for people Good. to do.
0: Well, Andrea, I think I think what you need to do is go up to your friends and say, without any warning, say, you know what? I like the pigeons eating the chip bag trash, and I'm not going to any more the the museums
1: with you. I would second that, Andrea, I think, you know, and find new friends. The first thing you say when you walk into a party, if you want to find your people is go, hey, do you enjoy pigeons eating trash? And automatically just the people that aren't for you will go away and you'll be filtered and left with the people who are your people and hold on to those people. And if
0: no one is there, when you say that at the party, guess what? You can always go back to those two pigeons. They're your
1: friends now. Those are your friends. Andrea If you're if you're the person if if no one in your group of friends is the person who likes pigeons eating trash, you're the person who likes pigeons eating trash.
0: Well, that was a great question. I hope that helped.
1: I'm sure it did.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, let's get to another let's get to another one here. Dear John and guest, although maybe not with Corona. No, we've, we've made it work. We've got them right here. Little Mookie B on Zoom, not whatever the other options are. It's Zoom only. Hello, good people. As an adult who never learned how to swim, I feel fear in my bones when invited to pool parties. I got out of it this summer with the whole pandemic thing, but I'm hoping to learn in time for next year. Any swimming tips? Diego from Miami. Swimming. You know, wow. there's nothing harder than swimming. There's, It's really, it, it's the only swimming. You got to move all the parts of your body and stay, guess what, afloat. And if you don't, guess what? You're dead. I can, mm. I, Diego, that's a that's a big time fear, the, the swimming fear. I get it. I get
1: yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you hear swimming in that question and I hear the word fear. I sort of focus in on you that got word. You said
0: fear. I saw literally antennas came out of your head and you went, oh.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. um, I, you know, fear is something that everyone deals with every day. And sometimes we don't, you know, sort of address it head on and say, you know, are able to admit that we are afraid of things. And so I want to praise Diego for, you know, admitting as such that he is is afraid of something i think that's the first step oh. to overcoming of a fear is to admit big of the time fear. you know praise uh, on that one yeah and you know i i think that um the first step at facing your fear head on of swimming is to be patient of yourself and know that you don't have to swim
0: oh that's a you know that's a good th- point i should sort of pick up here i don't know if he's he just never learned to swim i don't think he's Scared of f- uh, swimming, he's more f- scared of admitting to people that he can't swim.
1: Afraid of the judgment, right. he might Feel right because if he go has
0: to go to a pool party and say, "I don't, I don't know how to swim."
1: That's tough. That's wow. tough. You know, Diego. I think what other people think of you does not matter. Interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, that is their problem. Okay. If 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 you show up to a pool party and your friends point and laugh of you because you do not get in the pool. They are not your friends, my Uh friend. uh
0: That's true. On the the other side of the same coin, if you learn how to swim and next summer rolls around and it's time to get to the dreaded pool party and you do know how to swim, maybe picture yourself this scenario. You're on the diving board. Everyone's sort of eating uh, whatever. Hey, grab me a beer. Okay, well, we're not of age yet. All right. Grab me a soda. I don't know how old they are. And I'll also take a hot dog. You'll, you'll often hear at a pool party. It's a grill party. Sure, one. of course. And everyone's yeah. into their own thing. A,
1: and a corn, on the, a corn on the cob.
0: Yeah. Grab me a hot dog and a corn on the cob. Yeah. And all of a sudden they hear, hey, everybody, cannonball time. And there you are running down the diving board. You leap. It's slow motion. You're up in the air, tucking the knees, landing into the pool. Giant splash. You pop out everyone's. This is great. Diego is great. Now you're the king of the party. You're the king of the summer. Uh, So, you know, Mookie says maybe who cares what other people think. I say learn how to do that swimming. Get the cannonball going and be the king of the summer. Mookie, what do
1: you think? So, so you're saying what I'm hearing you say, John, is that, um, you know, this person should just, you know, just ball up in a in a cannonball and just dive right in.
0: That's right. But know how to swim. If you ball up into a cannonball, dive right
1: in, uh, you might be done for. Sure. I mean, it's sort of it's sort of the metaphor of you know throw yourself into the deep end, but it's sort of in a literal sense. In
0: this one, yes, this one we want you to dive right in. Yeah, cannonball right in. I'm I'm suggesting.
1: Sure. And, you know, it's I, I, I wonder if, you know, you're saying that, you know, Diego or whoever this hypothetical person of the scenario is, is sitting upon the pool and enjoying of their hot dog and their corn and their soda right. um, that, you know. Why does the definition, you know, I believe they call it a pool party because there's a pool there. Right. You know what I mean? And not because it takes place inside of a pool. And, you know, for you to be a participant of a pool party does not mean that you have to get inside of the pool. Right. That's true. You know, part of the pool party is enjoying of a hot dog or a corn or a long corn or, you know, sipping of a, of a, of a, of a juicy bubbly soda or a beer, of course, <laughs> if you're of age. If you're of age, and and you know, who's to say that a pool party can't be enjoyed? You know, if you went to a party without a pool, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. let's say this, let's say this hypothetical uh-huh. scenario.
0: It's a bit like a billions party.
1: Sure, yes, any kind of party that does not have a pool. Let's say there's no pool <laughs> present. It's just a backyard okay. party. That would right? be a great. Perhaps it's celebrating a Christmas. Gift, celebrating by the way, the way, a
0: pool present. Give us a sure. pool for the for Christmas. Go ahead.
1: But but we're we're saying there's no pool in this scenario. There. there is not a pool in sight. Let's say it's a birthday party or a graduation p- a party of yeah, something. No, like that nobody makes. in this neighborhood even has a pool. Right. There's no pool to be seen nope. for miles. You show up to this party. You see your friends. You socialize. You eat of a hot dog. You eat of a long yellow uh-huh. corn. You drink of a bubbly sure. soda. Would you leave? But you never, you never set toe, you never dip your toe into a pool the yeah, entire time. Yeah, you're not wet. The only one you you're that getting party?
0: is maybe from some sweat because it's summertime, and maybe if someone sure. opened the soda can too quickly and it sprayed everywhere. That's it.
1: Sure, exactly, exactly. Or if you fall into the toilet or something, Right. which you know that's its if own you set of problems. To a, of course, and let's say that didn't happen for this okay. sort it of. It just makes it too complicated. So you go to the party, you see your friends, you socialize, you talk, maybe you meet a nice person that you get of their phone number and you go on a date with oh. later. You eat of a hot dog, you eat of a large one whole corn and you sip of a bubbly soda. Would you leave that party saying I had not of a good time because I didn't go swimming in a pool? That's
0: no, but but well, there was no pool promised.
1: Interesting. Right? Interesting, and I think that goes back to the idea of expectations. It
0: definitely does. If you're if you're going to a pool party, and you get there and there's no pool, and the only way you're getting wet is from someone's soda spray, you're kind of feeling like maybe that wasn't a great pool party.
1: I mean, if I had a house with a pool, which I do plan on having someday, you know, I I do plan on having pool parties at said pool and said house, but you know, I don't know that I would send out a pool party invitation that said things of, you know, come to my pool party. Everyone is expected to dip in the pool.
0: Yeah, you're expected to dip in the pool and there will be races and the, whoever comes in last yes. has to, if, you know, throw away all the corn cobs.
1: I don't know that I would do that. And to the people that are swimming in the pool, I would not expect of them to eat hot dogs and corn.
0: Oh, see, that's where if I, on the opposite if I, have, yeah, if I have a party and I say, this is the food that's going to be there. Do not come if you do yeah. not eat this food.
1: And, and think of a pool party invitation. Have you ever received a pool party invitation that says what kind of food is going to be there? Yet we always say that there is going to be right. a pool there. Do you know what I mean? This is sort of what society right. expects us to expect. We're do at a pool expected party. to
0: dip, eat corn, eat hot dog, slope soda. Repeat.
1: <laughs> well, I'm saying we're expected to dip. That's what I'm saying. But I'm adding on the <laughs> hot dog, the corn, the soda. Okay. But there's no expectation so of, of of eating of a hot dog in corn. So why, you know, why 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 is that? Right. We've put, up a, you know a, we put like, up a lot of We put what, up a lot of
0: expectations. What, I see what you're saying. Mookie, you've done it again. I, I know exactly I think, what you're saying. Yeah.
1: I think you could show up to a pool party and say, I'm not gonna go in the pool and I'm not gonna eat the food. I'm going to um, you know, put in my earbuds, listen to a podcast and eat the sushi that I brought from from somewhere else.
0: Yeah, in the basement. I'm going to the basement, and if no one respects that, exactly, exactly. If anyone, if Who's anyone, for say? a moment
1: says, "Well,
0: that's odd," or goes to their exactly. friend, "Hey, what is yes. what is uh, Diego doing? He's down in the basement eating the sushi they brought in his uh, parka and snow pants."
1: Well, that's who you are, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't want to invite me. Based on that, then I will throw my own basement right. sushi party. Right. And I'll make sure everybody knows that, hey, if you want to show up to my basement sushi party and go upstairs and swim in the pool and eat a hot dog and corn, that's fine.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say, then you're weird. because it's a, So, right. You don't want to have the opposite no, no, party. No. And then if someone wants no, to, no. them, you can't judge them there. If you we must
1: the have, have empathy of anyone's choices. Right.
0: Right. You're right. I almost jumped on it too and said, well, You're the strange one. And you if Diego sushi wants to Of
1: course. And if Diego wants to learn how to swim to swim at the pool party, that is of course up to him, and I have empathy of that decision. But I want him to know that he does not have to.
0: I guess it I guess it all breaks down. What are you what's your goal here at the party? Do you want to be the king of the summer, like I said, mm-hmm. uh by doing the cannonball? Or do you want to be do you want everyone to know that you're your own guy? Hey, you might be end. You might end up being the king of the summer that way too.
1: That's true. I think any. I think unique. any. Yeah, I think any man that is truly himself is a king. Hey, uh, that's great. Yeah, it is.
0: I th- I think that too now. Um. Well, Diego, uh, what can we tell you? If you are going to try to learn how to swim over the winter time here, uh, make sure you do it indoors. Uh, no, actually, Miami. Maybe it's warm enough mm. down in Miami. You swim all the time outside. So uh, I guess if you're going to learn to swim over the winter time, look at the weather report. See what the see if it's going to be warm outside. And if it is, do do your swimming lessons outside. If not, go to the YMCA indoors mm. and swim inside there. And and listen to the instructor. Don't try to don't be one of these people who says, "Okay, I'm in the water. I'll take it from here." Listen to these instructors. Swimming instructors know what they're doing. Please
1: listen to your instructor. I, I would I would agree with that part.
0: All right, Diego, I hope that helped. Okay, I,
1: I think we did some good work here, little Mookie B. I, I think so, too. I think that um, I always sort of do good work, and I'm glad you could do good work with me. You did great work. If anyone listening here is
0: saying, hey, oh, my God, I've got a, an advice question that I want to ask John Lennon. Well, here's what you do. Uh, Send your question to questionjohnlennon at gmail.com and I'll have it and then I can bring it on the show here and we can answer it and live a better life. Get the right advice. Yeah, that's great. Little Mookie B, great to have you. Well, tell tell us again what your podcast is. I want the listeners to really hear it this time.
1: Thank you. Uh, the podcast is called You Are Worthy with Lil Mookie B. Right. I also, if you wouldn't mind me plugging of this, I actually answer of uh, life advice questions of my listeners as well. So if the listeners would like to call in uh, of my podcast and have oh, their questions nice. answered uh, from the perspective of therapy, Great. you can call me of 424-245-5477. Again, that's 424- Or you can email with me your questions at youareworthypod at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. So if anyone listening to this podcast right now, this episode, you've got so many options to to get it right. To get out there, get the advice you need to have some fun.
1: Of course, between the two of us, there's no problem. There shouldn't be anybody with a problem in the world anymore.
0: No, there shouldn't. As long as you're listening to this this episode, you'll be fine.
1: I wonder what happens when we've uh, answered perfectly everyone's questions and we're just out of a job.
0: <laughs> then guess what? It's pool party time. Kidding, kidding, kidding. A, not a pool big enough in the world. For the two of us? No. <laughs> For the two of us. I think I think we could find a pool that could fit the two of us. But the way we flail and fly when we swim, well,
1: watch out! I th- and I think we're all uh, members of the pool party of Earth, and um, the pool being the great ocean, and the continents being of the different parts of the house. That's true,
0: God. But you know, Mookie, uh, you, you you put it in a way that just makes you feel good. Yeah, you listen to that podcast, which I you know I listen to it, and you just feel great after you listen to it and you're out there you're making
1: a difference. Thank you. And and that's all that I want to do is that I want people to have as good of a life as I have and right. act the way that I do. Good. Great. And I do appreciate you um, sharing of your platform of me.
0: Great. Hey, and keep up the TikToks. I we were, I said I wanted to talk about it. You do a great some great TikTok work. Very inspirational.
1: That's all right. Yeah. if You can follow me at Lil Mookie B on TikTok, Twitter and Instagram and just see of the sort of love and positive content that I like to spread of every day and just, I don't know, change the world one sort of short video at a time. TikTok, Twitter and all the rest. All right. Well, thanks for coming on
0: the show, Lil Mookie B. Glad to have you.
1: Thanks for having me, Sir John. All right. I'm a big fan of Beatles. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> my dad used to listen of them when we ate dinner. Oh, my God. Hopefully not too loud. Uh, way too loud
0: (laughs) (laughs) alright well thanks everybody good luck out there